Welcome back, everyone, to the Peanut Gallery Podcast. It is episode 20. I am not here alone this time. Jared is in the house. Jared, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not much. Uh, I'm looking forward to week seven in the NFL. I had a pretty awesome week last week. I didn't really get to um, hype up my prediction count, which was yeah. a pretty solid record. Yeah, let's just get in that right away. So, you, yeah, you... You crushed me in pick'em. You you gained three games on me, and you were already winning that category. So, for pick'em wise, my record is the same as my against the spread. I'm fifty five and thirty six through six weeks. Jared's pick'em is sixty one and thirty. So doing much better than I. He went ten and four this week specifically, whereas I went seven and seven. And then Jared for against the spread has a slight edge because he's uh, pushed twice. Uh, but he is 55, 34, and two. Uh, so, yeah. What was your – I couldn't remember, I was, and I didn't have your notes. Who would you pick last week for your Survivor League? Because you're still alive, right? I am. Yeah, the Survivor League, uh, let's see, last week was – I think I took the Dolphins. Beating the Jets? Beating the Jets. That's Okay, that's who I thought you took, and I, I said that, but I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, so for those following uh, my Survivor League, there's only four people left. And I did, yeah, I took the Dolphins in week six. Um, and Save your just, week seven. We'll, we'll be talking about that later, obviously. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say the other four people who are remaining, or I guess I'm part of that four, so there's three other guys remaining. They all took the Dolphins, so great minds think alike. Yeah, I was way off. I was way off with the Patriots. Um, but yeah, awesome. How's, uh, how's like the house? I know, I know you've moved in. How's that, how's that going before we jump in the predictions? It's a work in progress. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I have no time because <laughs> it's constantly just, you know, unpacking and setting things up. Um, but it's pretty awesome to be out of an apartment and into an actual home now. I highly recommend it. Um, I took the millennial train, you know, the way of doing things. It took way too long to do this, but uh, for those of you out there, highly recommend getting a home. There you go. Well, congrats, Mandy. I'm, uh, I'm sure there's still a lot more to, to do an update, but I'm sure you've got at least most everything in the correct rooms or places they need to be in. So My TVs are working and I can watch football. So there. <laughs> exactly. Most important thing, internet, TVs, couch and bed then from there it's like you know piecemeal up together well uh week six was was enjoyable i did miss miss you on uh, monday night being able to talk about my buccaneers winning but we'll discuss them in a minute as they play the raiders uh but let's let's go right into our christopher nolan tier of games and it'd be remnants of us to not start off right away with the matchup of the week in my opinion i'm sure you'll agree we got two undefeated teams facing off it's a sunday noon game and it is the pittsburgh steelers who are five and zero, facing off against the tennessee titans who also five and zero. it's in tennessee the titans are favored by one point jared how do you foresee this one going down i think we're gonna differ here but i'm gonna go with the steelers i i like what i'm seeing out of that team i know people are saying they haven't had the toughest schedule and that's true um, but they just manhandled the Browns last week, which was really impressive. I mean, they smothered them. Um, and so looking at this matchup, 
this is the number one game I'm looking forward to next week or this weekend. And I think that the Steelers team is still too underrated. I think people are not giving them the credit they deserve. And this is the game for them to prove it. If they can beat the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee, it'll be huge. Um, It'll be a big win on their resume. And I think that will be the win to get them uh, and everybody else in the league to open their eyes at the Steelers team. This is a team that's going to go deep in the playoffs. It's an AFC team that the Chiefs should be looking out for, the Ravens should be looking out for, um, and their record is showing it. So I have the Steelers winning 31-28, to close game, um, but it is, you know, I'm taking the dog. We actually agree. I, I'm also taking the Steelers, um, kind of jumping off the – a bandwagon of, of not giving them enough credit. I, I like you was thoroughly impressed with that domination of the Browns. Um, I do think that means something. Obviously I don't believe they would be able to do that again. They're not 31 points better than the Browns, but I, I do think they're, you know, constantly 10 to 12 points better than the Browns. And so that was impressive to me, especially after what the Browns have been doing specifically running the ball. And we talked about it. Last week this time, you know, rushing rushing attack, Browns were number one, Steelers were the number two rushing defense, and the defense won. I foresee that exact same thing happening here, Jared. The Steelers are just slightly behind the Bucks as the number two rushing defense, and the Titans are the fifth rushing attack with Derrick Henry and, and company. So I think the Steelers are once again going to be able to slow down that offense. And I also just think the Titans are coming too much off a high which might sound a little weird, you know, as like an analysis or take, but they just won in overtime against the Texans who I think we can both agree at this point, aren't a very good football team. Um, They have looked better since firing Bill O'Brien, but still they're only one and one in those two games without him. And their defense got absolutely smoked by the Titans offense. The problem I foresee with the Titans is their running game is going to slow down, which means it's going to put more pressure on Tannehill. And Tannehill hasn't had that pressure occur yet, really, outside of week one against the Broncos, which you can kind of chalk up to, like, no training camp, all those other factors. But I think that's where it's really going to shine, where Tannehill's not going to be able to make crucial throws he needs to to propel the Titans in a victory here. So I agree with you. I have the Steelers winning. Lower scoring than you. I got a 24-20 victory for the Steelers. Okay. What's our next game? We got Sunday afternoon. We got Seahawks 5-0, and another last undefeated team. There's only three left. It's those guys. And we got them flying to Arizona, playing against your four and two Cardinals, who just thrashed the Cowgirls. Yep, I'm going to steal. I think it was our buddy Bergerman called him that in, in chat. And so I'm stealing that. I'm sure many people have said it before. But uh, thrashed them. Wasn't even close. It was pathetic. Um, the Cardinals are three are getting three and a half points at home. I foresee the Seahawks edging out this win. I think it's going to be a higher scoring affair, mainly because I don't like either defense. They're both in the bottom third of the league in all categories. And so I've got a 30 to 27 win here for the Seahawks. Arizona bar- barely covering the spread. And the reason for that is just really Russell Wilson's MVP mode. He's cooking. And I just don't know how 
the Cardinals are going to be able to win this game because they're not facing, you know, the Cowboys defense. Jared, what do you think? I think I see another 5-0 and team getting their first loss. I think the Seahawks are going to lose to the Arizona Cardinals. And oh, boy. I understand a lot of people think that's crazy, but hear me out. The Cardinals have one advantage. They're at home. And the last few weeks watching the Seahawks, we just saw them struggle at home against the Vikings. They barely beat them by a point. And I think that was a game that the Vikings should have won and, and could have won. So they also, you know, they beat the Dolphins, congrats. And they beat the Cowboys by a touchdown, congrats, when Dak was healthy. Um, and then they edged out the Patriots, and they have a win against the Falcons, who we all know is a terrible team. So I look at the Seahawks' resume – I don't see any great teams on this that they've beaten. And I feel like the Cardinals, who are 4-2 and two and just kind of – we still don't really know where they're at. I don't know if I can call them a legitimate threat in the NFC yet. I've, I've seen moments of greatness, but uh, they're still a little too far in between uh, for me to consider them to be that playoff caliber team I'm hoping they become. However, the I, I think the Seahawks are have met their match in this one. I think the Seahawks team is overrated. I think uh, you know Russell Wilson is an MVP candidate. He he will be looked at for that award. Um, he's got 19 touchdowns and three interceptions. Very impressive. However, I I see this Cardinals defense coming out and stopping Seattle. And if they can hold Seattle through the first half, then I think they'll have no trouble closing that game out. And I think they also take that last week's win against Dallas where they blew them out of the water and run with it. And I think it's going to start getting in these Cardinals players' heads that they're better than they actually are, which is going to help them. Because um, it's, it's been a long time since the Cardinals have been, I would say, this good. And beating the Seattle Seahawks will definitely put them on everybody's radar, just like I talked about with the Steelers. So another game I'm excited for. I look forward to it. And I got the Cardinals winning by three, 38 to 35. All right. What if uh, what if I told you that Pete Carroll is seven and three with the Seahawks when coming off a bye? Obviously, there's three losses there, so you're saying this is going to be number four, essentially. Correct. Yeah, I think that's not as impressive as you know someone like Andy Reid's, um, and it's also not enough data there to really tell me that a seven three record off the bye is outstanding. All right. Yeah, I uh, I thought about pulling the trigger on the Cardinals, but I just it's hard to bet against Russell Wilson. I'm just never going to do it. So let's go to the next game. It's our Sunday night game. Everyone will get to see. It is the 4-2 Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing off against the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas. The Raiders are getting three points at home. Jared, how do you see this one going down? So you're not going to like it. I got the Raiders winning this game at home. You've got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. 
you're believing in this Bucks team like they are. The, the 38 team. to 10 win? 38 to 10 against the Florida Packers, who everyone's like, oh my God, look out. Yeah, I that's what, that's I impressive. I, you weren't yeah, impressed it, even a little? Like, come on, man. I was, but it's the NFL. And in the NFL, anybody can be anybody except for the New York Jets on a given day. Okay. I really do believe the Panthers could have beat the Packers and that, you know, I could, I believe that um, the Cardinals could have beat the Packers and, and they're mediocre to me. And that's what makes the NFL great is there is rarely a team that just thrashes everybody and goes undefeated. It's rare. And yes, this Buccaneers team is good, but we're still too early, you know, I think to see they lost to the Bears. They lost to the Saints. Like those Okay. Those are yeah, they have Saints were week one. They have decent records, but they are not that good of teams. On when you watch those games, they were ugly losses. So I think they're gonna struggle in in Las Vegas. I think they're gonna go there and the Raiders are coming off a bye week and they've had time to, you know, heal up, recover. Um, and I think that, you know, the Bucks just won't be prepared going in there. And, and the Raiders also are still living off that high of beating the chiefs and the Raiders looked really good. That game that was, that was in Kansas city. That's not easy to do. And so let me, let me put it this way. There's your upper echelon tier one teams. And then you have your just right beneath them tier two. And I would say tier one is like one through five, top five teams in the league. Well, obviously, we got the Chiefs, um, the Ravens, uh, you know, a couple other teams there. And then the tier two is like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe 11, 12. And that's where the Bucks are. I think, you know, with the four and two record and their losses, I don't think I can call them a top five team in the NFL. They might get there this season, but – not yet. No, I haven't seen it. And they're going to go up another tier two team with the Raiders, which makes this game entertaining. And the Raiders are at home. Uh, I got my, um, I, I'm going to, instead of comparing quarterbacks in this game, I'm going to compare coaches. I'm going to take John Gruden over Bruce Arians any day. And I think they're just going to get out coached and just outdone on that football field. Raiders are going to win. My score. Uh, yeah, let's just go, go ahead. My, my, my score is the Raiders winning by three, 27 to 24. The fact you think the Raiders are going to score 27 points on this Bucks defense is, is alarming to me. Um, I obviously have the Bucks winning, and it's not really going to be close. Uh, their Bucks are going to win 28 to 17. They're the better team. They absolutely just thrashed a really good team apparently <clears throat> jared doesn't think the packers are that good but they're solid and the they packers thrash- are solid but you, you're overreacting man just i'm not overreacting team, yeah just because a team beat the packers doesn't mean they're gonna play next week like they did the week before i'm not that's be- not what i'm saying I, I only have the bucks winning here by 11 points so it's not another 28 point victory uh that's a that's a beat down still if oh. i think i I, I don't necessarily think 11 points is a beat down. It just depends on how the flow of the game goes, unless the Raiders like backdoor cover and get a touchdown late. That, that'd be where it'd be a deep beat down. Um, 
But yeah, no, I just think the Bucks are the better team. Their defense is way better. It's not even close, and that's going to be the difference maker. As you saw in the Packers game, that was the difference maker. And then the Buccaneers offense just kept adding on and adding on after that. But really, the defense got them going, got the pick six against against Rodgers, and then got another pick, which set up an easy touchdown, and then was off to the race from there. I think same scenario, not the exact scenario, but from a standpoint of the Raiders' offense is going to struggle because they are playing a top-five defense, and they've yet to go up against that this year. And, you know, I just talked about where you didn't really care too much about Pete Carroll's record coming off a of bye week. Well, John Gruden's is only five and three. Um, so, you know, we got to throw that out okay, the window as well. Uh, two, what, two games? It's a difference of two games. But I'm just wins. saying, you, you said that, like, Pete Carroll's bye record. It doesn't know, matter. It There's doesn't matter. So, there, so therefore, John idea. Gruden's record off a of bye week doesn't matter. So, I don't think. No, but what that, does matter is those players are resting. Yeah, well, they, they they could use fucking 16 weeks of rest and still lose this Bucks team. Um, Woo! <laughs> like, Der- Derek Carr is a serviceable, serviceable quarterback. But literally all we heard in the offseason was how John Gruden – I mean, why did they sign Marietta? Like, there were genuine people with terrible takes, obviously, that thought Marietta might take the spot. But it was in case Derek Carr does not perform even halfway decently like an average quarterback. He's been playing well, but this is where he's going to struggle because he's going to go up against the top five defense that's sacked Aaron Rodgers five times, picked him off twice, and I foresee another game where we got four sacks and probably at least two turnovers in the Bucks' favor. That's going to turn the tide, and that's all the Buccaneers' offense needs to get rolling. Your mediocre Derek Carr has thrown one interception this year. Okay. Russell Wilson has thrown three. Tom Brady's thrown four. Okay. That's and fun. he – he has almost as many yards in the air as Tom, and he's played one less game. He has 11 touchdowns. Tom has 14. Um, but, you know, I, Derek Carr is having a great, a, a great year for him. For him. He's, he's having a really good year. Okay, and who, they've beaten the Chiefs. I'll, I'll give them that. That was a solid win, even though the Chiefs looked like They beat the Saints, who the Bucks the lost to. Okay. I mean, but we could we could like play that game all day of like versus people who have lost to et cetera, et cetera. Um, Their two losses are to the Patriots. They played in Foxborough and lost to the Patriots, and then they um, lost to the Buffalo Bills, which obviously is a good team. Um, and then their wins are yeah, Chiefs, Saints, and Panthers. Yeah, I think that's a pretty decent resume compared to some of these other teams we're seeing. Well, Patriots and Bills both have worse defenses. So do the Saints, so do the Panthers, and so do the Chiefs. So once Worst again, defenses. Yes, they do. They're, they're, they give up more points per game than the Buccaneers' defense. None of those teams are the number one rushing defense in the NFL. This is the best defense the Raiders will play. Like, that's just a fact. So that and that's that's my point. That's why I think it's that's not the really a, it's game. a it's a it's a fact this far in the season. Right. But I don't think I would say I don't know if you can say the Bucks defense is going to be the best. They went against the measly Bears, Chargers, Broncos. I mean, those teams are all garbage at, off, at the offensive side of the ball. So, I mean, they could even hold the Chargers under thirty with a rookie. Quarterback. Okay, but then they held Aaron Rodgers under ten. Or t- yeah. to Ted, so Aaron you know. Rodgers had a, he had an off game, which he always does every year. 
Well, all right. Just We're going to agree to disagree here because you're a Bucks hater. I'm obviously a Bucks lover. You know, you're in trouble with this Patriots. I'm just, I'm just spewing facts. <laughs> I mean, we both are spewing facts in favor of our argument. So that's fine. We'll agree to disagree and move on to the last game. Oh, that Patriots-Bucks bet, I'm really not looking good in. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Okay. I was going to say, if you don't agree with that, I've but lost you to I'm the lead, Ben. But we never – we should have made this bit. I, you know, the Bucks go in the playoffs. I, I still think that could not happen. Yeah. And I could also grow 10 feet. Um, let's go to Monday Night Football. We got Chicago Bears versus the Los Angeles Rams. The Bears are flying to LA. The Bears are five and one. Cheers. They're going up against the four and two Rams who just lost to the 49ers. The Rams are favored by six points here, Jared. I, who do you got? I'm interested. I think we differ here, but let's see. <laughs> I got the Rams, and I think it's, I think they're going to blow, not blow out, but I think they're going to win by 10, uh, 30 to 20, final score. Um, Bears are going to be five and two, um, and the Rams are going to be five and two after this is said and done. Um, I, I just, I think the Rams are going to start clicking this game, and, uh, as long as Goff can have a decent game, they win here. Um, I don't think Nick Foles is going to be able to pull anything out of his pockets to to keep up with this Rams offense. Uh, and I just think that Bears defense is going to be on the field a lot. Um, and because of that, they're going to get tired towards the end, um, and the Rams are going to be able to pull this one off. Yeah, I won't belabor this one too much either. Uh, we, we agree. I actually thought you might take the Bears there. Uh, I have the Rams covering the six-point spread. Lower scoring game, 23-14. I just don't think the Bears' offense is going to be able to score, and the Rams are going to come heated off that loss against the 49ers where they played quite poorly. Um, and you see teams, obviously, unless they go play like another superior team, much like the Bills, who have back-to-back losses, but that's because they played both really good teams um, and have to play the Chiefs coming after loss. So that's just unfortunate timing. Um, usually teams come out fiery and ready to go. And I believe that's going to be the same case here, specifically when you have a good coach, obviously, not when you're like the New York Jets who are trash. Uh, yeah, I think the Rams offense is going to struggle. Their rushing attack has been dreadful the entire year. The last two games in particular, they haven't even in two games combined for over 100 yards rushing. <laughs> um, they are struggling on that, and that means Aaron Donald really doesn't have to pretend to care about stopping the run. He's just going to get after Foles all night, and Foles is going to have to make early throws and press, and that's where turnovers and interceptions are going to happen, and then it's going to be easy walking for a Rams victory. Now, that finishes off the Christian – or excuse me, yep, Christopher Nolan tier. Those are the best games of the weekend. Um, everything else. Let's now go to Michael Bay tier. Only reason, Jared, I put this this game in this tier is because the Bills, I still think, are a good team. They are four and two. Uh, but I was shocked. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't have to blabor too much. They're playing the New York goddamn Jets. Who are on six, I was right? shocked <laughs> that this game was in the uh, Michael Bay tier. <laughs> um, the Jets are getting thirteen and a half points at home. Jared, I've got a Bills thirty-five to seventeen thrashing. I got 38 to seven. Oh, bills. boy. And I just think they're going to come off this uh, loss to the Chiefs, like guns blazing. I think Josh Allen's going to have a much better game. 
where he could throw for four touchdowns, maybe five. Um, yeah, I'll keep it short, man. These Jets yep. look god awful week after week. So sorry, yeah. Jets fans. Do you, seven. <laughs> so real quick, do you think if you're Trevor Lawrence and the Jets get the number one pick, do you do you stay in college or do you pull what Eli Manning did when the Chargers had number one pick? and decided to be like, no, I want to play for the Giants, who I think that year had, like, the number two or three pick, and then, like, they swapped. Would you do stay in college, or would you rather go to the NFL, get paid, but just say, like, you need to trade me? I think, first off, the fact that the players can pick what teams they play for is just nonsense, utter nonsense. I... Trevor Lawrence, he needs to think about, does he want to make money and have a career? Or does he want to play another year of college and possibly get hurt? And he shouldn't even think about the Jets. He shouldn't think about who's going to be the number one, two, or three pick in the draft. Instead, he should just focus on becoming a better player and getting himself to the uh, highest level he can be before he enters the draft. And then once he goes to the draft, he gets selected by a team, and that's who he works for. And no matter who that team is, he should work as hard as he can for. So if it's the Jets, he shouldn't whine about, I don't want to play for the New York Jets. This isn't the team I want to play for. They're they're terrible, blah, blah, blah. That's a losing attitude. And a lot of players have that now because you see them get all dramatic and and get cut from teams and then go somewhere that they want to be or to a winning team. Just And it sucks because that's not how this is supposed to work. If you – um, if your team's struggling, then you're part of that puzzle and you need to fix it. You need to better yourself and better your teammates around you, especially at the quarterback position. You're in, you're in that spot to do it. Um, we've seen teams with great quarterbacks and no one else around them do well, do really well, make it to the playoffs and, and even further. So I think it's utter nonsense to – come in and say, oh, I don't want to play for the Jets. So I'll just stay in college one more year. Or I want to go with it. Trade me to the number two pick or something. Eh, no, that's not how anyone should think about that. Yeah, I'll keep it short. I actually agree with your take 100%. Um, I think it's a terrible mindset. And to me, I take it on as a challenge of like, I'm going to make the Jets relevant. Um, they're obviously going to hire a new coach. And ideally, they hire someone who's good. Maybe Chiefs offense going to Eric Bieniemy, um, and then you never know—you could turn it around. You could be the reason the Jets are good. That's that's what I'd do. But let's let's go on to the next game. We got the Carolina Panthers three and three versus playing in New Orleans and playing the Saints, who are three and two. They had a bye week last week. The Saints are favored by seven and a half. Jared, how do you see that one going down? I got the Saints winning by four, 28 to 24. So I don't know if they cover the seven and a half. I don't like that. That's too many points um, against this Carolina team. Christian McCaffrey will not be playing, I don't think, um, which just kind of further inclines me to like these New Orleans Saints. There's a couple factors here. Yes, they're well-rested, coming off a bye, had more time to study, uh, and they're playing at home. Number two, they will have fans for the first time uh, all season. And we all know how New Orleans fans are. That's going to be huge. Um, and I think it will really impact and inspire that uh, Saints team. And then number three, uh, Michael Thomas might be playing. They basically said that he is no longer 
Um, you know, he, he had gotten in some sort of debacle with a teammate uh, and they suspended him for a game, but now he'll be back as long as he is healthy. Um, he's good to return for this game against the Panthers. So with those three things coming out, uh, or those factors being laid out, I really like the Saints here. Um, I just don't think I like that minus seven and a half. And as we get closer to that game, I guarantee you it's going to go up. I bet that line will be closer to nine by Sunday. Yeah, I agree with you here as well. Won't belabor it. I agree that they also don't um, – the Saints can't cover this. I think seven and a half is too, ha- too high. I have a 27-20 victory, so, you know, just barely not covering. Um, I just think it's, it's hard for this, this – this Panther team plays well. They don't penalize themselves. They usually don't turn the ball over that much. Teddy Bridgewater is, is pretty good about that. Um, it's not like he's playing the Bears – you know, defense this week. So that'll, that'll help the offense look, look a little better. And I just think the Saints overall, you know, better coached overall from one to 53, a better talent roster. And yeah, to everything you just said around the fans, et cetera, I think that those are going to be difference makers to where the Saints pull out this victory and get a W and move the four and two. Now let's go to the Browns, who just had a rough one. They are now four and two after that loss to the Steelers. They, you know, probably bust there. Maybe they fly there. They're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, who are one four and one. Uh, Bengals are getting three and a half points at home. Jared, I got the Browns here in a in a solid comeback, solid win, cover the spread, thirty to twenty victory. This just goes to you know what I talked about, where when teams, you know get embarrassed and and come off a loss the biz brown team is going to be upset they're going to be pissed they're not going to be playing a stiff competition as good of a run defense so they're going to be able to pound the ball do what they normally do and take advantage of that and get the victory i agree i think they'll bounce back and and win as well and i have a very similar score 30 to 17 browns um this is, I think, the first game this season where we're seeing a, uh, a matchup that's already occurred. The Bengals played yep. in Cleveland. It was Cleveland week two, right? Week two and lost um, to the Browns 35-30. to 30. So I see this being an even bigger margin that the Browns win by. Um, and, and like you said, I, I definitely agree with that bounce back. They're going to score more than a touchdown this game. All right. This is probably my least favorite game, but it's it's very interesting and, and it's not around the game. It's more around other external factors. We got the two teams I said I would never predict the win ever again, the Detroit Lions, two and three against the Atlanta Falcons, who are one and five and came off a trouncing of the Minnesota Vikings. And with the Falcons one and five, they are favored by two points at home. Jared, how do you see that one going down? I like Detroit here. I think, you know, so we have had two teams that are kind of going through the same situation where they fired their head coach, the Texans and the Falcons. And the Texans won their first game with the new coach, and so did the Falcons. And then the Texans lost last week in a close game. Um, but but they still lost. And I think the same thing's going to happen here. I think the Falcons are going to lose this game to the Lions. It'll be very close. I got the Lions winning 33 to 28, but it's just, 
really hard to consistently win when you just replace your entire coaching staff or, you know, maybe they're, uh, I, I know the Texans have Romeo Cornell as their interim head coach. The Falcons, I forget, uh, is it? I can't, uh, I can't remember. I'm blanking. You, Morris or, yeah, that's, that's sounds about right. He was the Tampa Bay coach for like two to three years, about so, like seven years back. So, yeah, I think it's going to be hard for them to win week after week. Uh, on top of that, I think Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones are still beaten up and they're not 100%. So those are obviously two huge threats on their team, top wide receivers in the league. Um, and if they're not 100%, you know, it's going to show. So I like the Lions here. All right, we differ. I'm going with the Falcons. I was impressed Although it was against the Vikings, I was still impressed. Um, obviously, we've talked about it in previous weeks. I, they should be three and three. They should, you know. I know your record says what you are, but that Cowboys game, they should have won. The Bears game, same thing. So really, you know, that's why Vegas has them favored here, is because they view this team with a different lens um, than what their record shows. And I just can't trust Matt Patricia I can't do it I really can't and I'm gonna take the Falcons covering the two-point spread in a 32 to 21 victory um, I see it definitely being more offensive minded the defenses on both sides both both teams here is not really great they're both bottom half of the league and even I think bottom third so I see the offenses flourishing um with regard, I did just see a notification coming that Julio went from healthy to questionable, but I feel like that's every player every single week. Um, and if Julio was injured last week against the Vikings, he didn't show it. He had 130 yards and two touchdowns. He, he looked great, but um, yeah, we'll see on, on Calvin Ridley. I didn't, I didn't see but him previ- that well. So Previously, he had uh, not. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. You're right. I was going to say, like, they've been dealing with injuries throughout the season, and right now – I think I'd agree about Julio Jones, but to me, Calvin Ridley still not a hundred percent. And we don't, I don't know if this new questionable is something else than his previous injury. So right. something to research if you're, if he's on your fantasy team. All right, let's go to our last Michael Bay to your game. We got the Packers four and one coming off that tough loss to, to the bucks against the one in five Houston Texans. This is in Houston. Houston, I've got to say, Jared, I'm pretty shocked by this line. Houston's only getting three and a half points. How do you, how do you foresee this going down? I, I presume you have a Packers win, right? I do. I definitely do. <laughs> they're coming. They're, they're scoring more than 10 points, right? Aaron Rodgers had an off game. Um, and I think, you know, it shocked a lot of people, including myself. But I think they're going to bounce back this game and score 38 points uh, and win this by seven. So I have Packers winning 38 to 31. And like I just got done talking about with the Falcons and the whole coaching situation, I think the Texans are going to struggle to get things together. And it's going to be really hard to do um, when the Packers are going to be coming out of the gates as, as mad as they can because of that last loss. So I, I like the Packers. Um Texans, I don't even think are going to make the playoffs at this point. Uh, I see them going one and six after this game. And 
I mean, when's the last time a one in six team made the playoffs? At the corner of never, ever, 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 ever. Um, yeah, that, I I agree with you. I, I can't go with the Texans here, not after what the Packers just showed. They're going to do the same thing the Browns um, are going to do, beating the Bengals, um, coming off pissed off, upset, really hone in on where they messed up, not make the same mistakes and turn the ball over multiple times. I've got a little bit more of a lopsided victory here. I got a 35-21. This Houston defense, I mean, they got to figure it out, and and that's another factor as to why I think the Packers are going to win. If Houston would have actually shown me something against the Titans, you know, maybe I have them covering the spread, but I just just can't do it, not after how the Titans destroyed them uh, in their defense. I think the Packers are going to do the same thing. And unfortunately, Deshaun Watson is going to be playing an uphill battle. He's going to be down early, which means the DNs and the linebackers for the Packers are going to be able to pin their ears back and just be rushing him. And he's probably going to get sacked a few times, make some pro- throws under pressure, which are going to cause turnovers. And that's how I foresee that game game going down. Um, and then misread by me, we got a couple more games left here in the Michael Bay tier. We got two Sunday afternoon games. Jared, we got the Kansas City Chiefs, 5-1, and one, coming off the Monday night victory over the Bills, uh, which was an early start game, which I enjoyed, personally. They are flying to Denver, playing against the 2-3 and three Denver Broncos, who just came off a victory as well, against the Patriots, and the Broncos are getting 10 points at home. Jared, what are your thoughts? I got Kansas City winning 33-20, to 20, so they're going to cover that 10-point spread. And Andy Reid, I think, is – kicking himself for losing to that Raiders team and, and, and handing away an AFC West loss. So against this Broncos team, he's not going to let that happen. And then on top of that, the Broncos team is just dealing with injury after injury and, and um, issues with their running back, Melvin Gordon, uh, Philip Lindsay was, has been hurt. I think they both might be playing this game. We'll see. That's still up in the air. Lindsay definitely will be. Um, and then there's the whole quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I know Drew Locke's back, but you know it's really hard to pick up when pick up things when you were out four weeks. So I like the Chiefs here, plain and simple. Yeah, I agree with you. I just don't think I really hate interdivisional games when teams aren't like absolute trash and it's double digit spreads. So I am going to take the Broncos the cover. And I think the, how they cover is – so I got a Chiefs 28-24 victory here. But I think the Broncos are going to backdoor cover by scoring like a late touchdown with two minutes left when the game's over. Um, so I think this game will be well in hand for the Chiefs. You know, they aren't going to be sweating too much. And really, it's, it's just going to be tough to what you just said about Drew Locke. You know, he's only had a week back. You know, this will be two weeks. I don't – believe they'll be able to put enough points on the board to beat the Chiefs and that's going to be their downfall alright now officially last game of the Michael Bay tier I I have no clue on this game Jared I literally not figuratively I literally flipped a coin to who I thought was going to win this game we have the San Francisco 49ers 3-3 three and three. they just came off a nice victory over the Rams they are flying to New England to play the 2-3 and three Patriots who just came off a loss um, Patriots are favored by two points. Where do you think this one goes? I, I want to hear your thoughts first. Low scoring game. Patriots 20 to 13 win by a touchdown. Um, 
and that might be a, a fourth quarter touchdown to to get them that win. This, I I hundred percent agree. The, these two teams are so hard to read because week after week they're different teams. Like the 49ers look, um, they have like weeks where they look like that Super Bowl uh, caliber team, and then the next week they look like they don't belong in the playoffs. Um, and same thing goes for the Patriots. Uh, so I really. I agree with you. This is going to be a hard game to predict. Probably the toughest one. Um, and unfortunately, just if you told me this game at the beginning of the season, it would be up there as one that I want to watch. Um, but now after six weeks, I think these are two mediocre teams. Right. And I might watch the, re- you know, a couple, <laughs> <laughs> a couple re- uh, replays or right. highlights. I I agree with you. The The two things that, that slightly edged me with picking the Patriots are they're coming off a loss and they're going to get a full week of practice. And then number two is Bill Belichick obviously knows Jimmy Garoppolo. He knows him well. He's going to know his strengths. He's going to go know his weaknesses and they're going to do their best to take that away. And that's why I think they win. I've got a 23, 17 victory. I agree with you. I think it is going to be low scoring for sure. If this, I haven't, I didn't look at the over under, but I would be shocked if it was more than like 41 to 42 and a half points. Yep. I think I, I like that take. I've never thought about it that way. Um, Bill Belichick is going to scheme that defense around Garoppolo's weaknesses. That's a, that's a really, really solid point. Um, yeah. And I think about that. Yep. That's just, I, that's what I see being the two key differences. And, um, cheers, you know, to the Patriots. I know they were talking about after the loss, they now will get a full week of practice with Cam, who for about 16 days was um, not allowed in the facility due to the COVID. So let's go on to our last set of games, the Rodrigo Cortez tier. You are not watching this unless you're a degenerate gambler. You got a fancy football player in there. Um, or you're, well, if you're a fan of one of these teams, you probably might not be watching at this point because it's, it's that bad. Uh, let's start off with, the New York Giants, one and five, flying to Philly, playing the one four and one Eagles. The Eagles are four and a half point favorites. Jared, I'll take this one first. I'm be fast. Eagles are going to win this game handily. They're going to win thirty to fourteen, easy cover. The Giants are not a good team. They're not well coached. I don't think it's going to pan out up there. Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. Uh, I know the same thing can be said about once this season. Um, but I just think the Ravens, or excuse me, the Eagles had opportunities and should have beat the Ravens. Their wide receivers dropped two touchdown passes. So I think that was a good sign. I know it's never ideal to lose, but I think the Eagles are, are starting to gain whatever momentum they might have. And really, this is just more of an indictment on, I just think the Giants are probably the third or second worst team in the league. Jared, are you finally going to have an Eagles victory or are you going bold? No, I uh, I agree. The Eagles are going to get their second win of the season. I mean, it's not <laughs> I impressive. I'm saying that it's not, it's not uh, impressive. <laughs> yeah, the it's the Giants. I agree. The, they are building momentum. They just had two really tough teams they had to play the last two weeks. Um, that Steelers game they lost thirty eight to twenty nine was actually a lot and closer. Same, right. Than that. Same thing. They should have won. I remember us talking about it. Like mm-hmm. they they had two critical turnovers, which you know that is once his fault. But man, they could have won that game. 
Right. And they, but they were hanging in with, I would say some of the best teams in the FC those last two weeks. So they're going to come to this Giants team and if they can just play as well as they did against those two teams the last two weeks, then they'll have no problem beating that Giants team. All right. Let's go to, and that's, uh, by the way, that's tomorrow night's game. That is the Thursday night game of the week. I'm sure many people are probably going to be not modifying, but probably going and watching the presidential debate instead. Uh, But if you'd rather watch football, that, that is an option for you. So we got, Cowboys or the Cowgirls two and four just got embarrassed. They're flying to DC to play the Washington football team. Jared, how, how's everything down there in Dallas or are people just jumping off the ship? There's been stories this week released from players saying that coaching staff doesn't know what they're doing. Then Mike McCarthy came out and said, you know, those things need to be talked about internal. You need to be a man. Uh, how's, how's, how's life down there for those fans? Look, when, you lose your quarterback and half your defense to injuries and your offensive line. I think people keep forgetting like that offensive line is a joke. They're like second and a mix of second and third stringers. Yep. So you're not, you're, if you think this team's just going to go week after week, getting wins, uh, you're wrong. You're going to be let down. And so realistically, I think there are Dallas fans out here that, that are quiet. They, they're not doing a whole lot of talking because they understand that their team is just not the same team on paper at the beginning of the year. And it sucks. We, you never want a team to go through that. Um, and I do, I know a lot of fingers are pointed at the coach because that's what we are used to last couple of years. Uh, Jason Garrett would always get it, you know, because the players were there and they just weren't executing well. And so I think when everyone's healthy and you're not getting wins, yes, you can point to the coaches. But when you're using a second string quarterback, no one's no single starters on the offensive line and half your defense is dealing with injuries. I don't think it's fair to just blame uh, coach McCarthy on, on all that. So um, he's doing the best with what he's got. And unfortunately it's just not much. So for the Cowboys game, I, I have them winning. And this is another, you know, it's great. All the NFC East teams are playing each other this weekend. Um, but it, it's going to be a close one. The line is even, I believe. Yep, um, it so is. It's a pick them. 23 to 21 Cowboys. Yeah, I, as, if, as much as I wanted to pick the Washington football team, I, I just can't with Kyle Allen. I, I really can't. Uh, everything you said about the Cowboys is accurate regarding their injuries, especially the O-line. And that to me is the most important thing. And what really, it honestly scares me picking them because if you remember Jared and I know uh, the Eagles had their starting left tackle out game one when they lost to Washington, but that Washington football team had eight sacks on Carson Wentz. And that, yep, that that's what I'm worried about. That really scares me with me picking Dallas but I'm, I'm going to hold firm and think they're good enough to figure it out with a week of practice and just rush the ball with, you know. Protect that right side. Right. Chase Young. And, and the other thing is uh, Ezekiel needs to gain some confidence after all Maybe not fumbles. turnover. Yeah, maybe not fumble. Like, do your job. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I do, I do have Dallas. Like, I couldn't pull the pull the trigger. Low scoring game, twenty seventeen. All right, final game of week seven here. It's a Sunday afternoon one. Um, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars one and five. They are well on their way to being one fifteen one and fifteen versus the Los Angeles Chargers, who are one and four. The Chargers are at home. They are seven and a half point favorites. Jared, I got a 24-17 victory, so just barely not covering the spread. Um, I kind of – it's kind of crazy. I kind of want to watch this game just for Justin Herbert. Like, he's been impressive. And the Chargers have something to cheer about over there in, in California. Um, and I think they're going to be able to get the win. The defense will stop um, the Jaguars just enough. And I expect Herbert to probably throw for at least two touchdown passes and keep looking great because this Jaguars defense is nothing to keep you up at night. I agree. I, I got the Chargers winning. However, I don't think they cover that seven and a half. I have them winning 26 to 21. Um, and unfortunately, unlike you, I have no interest in watching that game. Huh. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really going to watch it because the Chiefs are playing at the same time. Yeah. I just mean, like, if I've got multiple televisions going on, you know, when it's uh, halftime and, and all the commercials, I'll, I'll peek my at the other game. Okay. But let's, let's move on. Uh, so ne- starting next week, we're going to have a new segment. Uh, I'm not going to announce what it is yet. So I will not be giving any fantasy advice here. But, Jared, let's, I'll pass the ball to you. I presume we've got uh, some stardom and sit We got – Sit him or start him, you betcha. All right. Uh, so for this week, um, this week I'm going to go with a Philadelphia running back, Boston okay. Scott. Okay. Ever heard of him? <laughs> he's, he's obviously Miles Sanders' backup, I, I, I would presume. He is, and he has not done much this year. But someone in our league – uh, Dan and I's league that we're in uh, by the name of Drew. He's in last place. I got to pick on I mean, him a little bit. He's picking up the scraps, dude. And he has to start Boston Scott. And the only reason I picked him for sit him or start him was because I've never even heard of this guy. Um, but before I rattle off his stats, would you sit him or start him um, if you're in Drew's position? If I'm in Drew's position. And I'll and give I'm you in- his other... Yeah, go ahead. You, you want to know his other running backs are? Uh, he has Raheem Mostert, who's hurt. Right. Um, and then he's got the backup to Kenyon Drake. He has Kenyon Drake, who he's starting. And then he also has his backup, Chase Edmonds. Yep. Um, Philip Lindsay with the Broncos yep. Yep, yep. Is, is on his bench. I think I would put him over Boston Scott any day. Uh, maybe he plans on doing that. So, or maybe he's using him as a I, flex. I, I think I actually agree with Drew's mindset here, given his options. And the reason for that is Kansas City's defense is much better. And if you think about it, how that game, the probability of where that game's going to go, Jared Wright is going to be Drew Luck's going to have to pass the ball to catch up, right? So, Lindsay might get out of the backfield stuff, but they're going to run the ball a lot unless they win early and get off to an early lead, right? Versus 
the Eagles are going to score a lot of points against that terrible Giants defense. So if Miles Sanders doesn't play, it's probably a better matchup. So I think I would. I think I would start him based okay. on those options. Yeah, that Giants D is pretty soft. Um, what about Jamal Williams, Green Bay running back? Mm, funny you say that. I am starting him. Um, <laughs> the reason I'm starting him is because I'm in a very dire running back situation like Drew. Um, if you have a better options, I would do it. The reason I am starting Jamal Williams is because I also have Aaron Jones. So that means any running back situation or touchdown, I am going to be getting the points. So that was my strategy around it, and especially because he's the third down back a lot of the times. He's the guy that's catching the ball out of the backfield most of the times. He sometimes can – he's really fast. Like, he's a burner. Um, so he could, he could get one for, like, 60 to 70. But if you have better options, I, I would 100% set him. Okay, and the last one is a quarterback situation. Let's say you had Dak Prescott, now he's hurt. Um, and you're in a one-quarterback league, and you had Daniel Jones as your backup. But you picked, up, you picked up Andy Dalton on the waivers. Who would you start? This week? Andy Dalton against Washington. Oh, my God. Or Daniel Jones at Philly. Holy. What's funny about this situation is I'm starting both of them. <laughs> I know I'm picking uh, an idea right now. Uh, okay, I was kind of wondering. I was like, "Is this?" I feel like this is directed at me. I'm uh, picking an idea. <laughs> so, but no, if if it was a one quarterback league, which I feel like you'd have better options than than that. Uh, but if that was your situation, there was no one it'd else. Be per, it'd left. be pretty tough to get to that. I, I mean, if you, unless you're maybe you're in a 16 team league, then maybe. right, then possibly, yeah. But if you're in like a 10 team league, there's no way that, yeah. Uh, but I would – I'd have to go Daniel Jones just because I think he's more likely to throw touchdown passes than Dalton. I, that's, yeah, I oh, think that's, I agree with you. Oh, I think I, I agree because Daniel Jones has been out there more. Um, that what's, I'll just let everyone know the prediction on Yahoo, which is never right, but they say that – Andy Dalton will score 20 points this week and Daniel Jones 15. So they definitely disagree with us, but I, I agree. I would start Daniel Jones. Um, it's tough, but I think you're onto something where Washington could be sacking Dalton nonstop. And if that happens, you're going to be losing points left and right. Oh my God. An interception will happen. It scares me so much because there is a, there's a decent probability that happens. So All maybe right. uh, we should get into the betting and talk yeah. about a prop yep. bet where you could take the over on the sacks. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Time to show people the money. Now, Jared, I'm just going to let you go, and then I'll kind of decide if I agree or if I'd pick a different team just because I'm out of the Survivor League stuff. Who do you got for us this week? You're going to love it. I have a team that's only got one win. I, it's risky. What? It's risky. Oh, I think uh, I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles. I like it. Oh, as soon as you said, it, I'm like, is he going to go Eagles? I'm going to go with the Eagles. I I'm that confident in that Eagles team to pick up their second win uh, against the giants at home. I like it that, that the Philadelphia will be playing at home. Um, and then just, you know, 
this is another one of those weeks where um, last week I wasn't too worried. This week I'm a little worried. Right. Um, and then next week will be a no doubter, you know, guaranteed we're going to get that one. So if we can yeah. win this one, we're good for two weeks. Yep. Especially because you don't have the bills anymore. We both used them I week don't. one, I yep. believe. Um, so I bet that's where the other like three players are probably going to go if they haven't utilized them. Um, so yeah, completely understandable. I actually like it. I do like it. Utilize the Eagles, get them out of the way. They're playing a shit Giants team and they've looked good the past two weeks. They should easily yep. be able to get the win. All right. Now let's go with our locks of the week through three weeks. I am now because of my loss, the Vikings didn't cover cause they're terrible at life. Uh, I am three and three with my locks. My lock of this week, I think is a layup. It is the Packers covering the three and a half point spread against the Texans. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, that's all. Man, mine's a little bit riskier than that. But to my defense, uh, the Chiefs did win last week. Uh, that was my lock of the week. Was Chiefs minus three? Uh, that line moved heavily before that game. Uh, I believe it got to minus five, maybe even minus seven before game time. Um, this week, I have the Cleveland Browns minus three and a half against the Bengals. Um, I think they're going to win by double digits easily. So we'll see. All right. Now let's go with, I'm going to hit everyone with my parlay of the week. I like a lot. I know. I think we differ. Yeah, we differ because you took the Raiders. Um, so I've got three teams. I'm picking spreads here. I've got the Packers covering the three and a half. So in lockstep with my lock of the week, I got the Steelers with plus one. We, Jared and I both agree they went outright. At least that's our prediction. And then the only one you would disagree with here is I got Tampa Bay covering the three-point spread against the Raiders. So if you bet, if you you know bet at your discretion, always. Um, but this is just for like sca- scaling. If you bet a hundred, you win five hundred fifty-four dollars. Wow, I'm doing uh, lower money, but more games. It's ten dollars to win a hundred and fifty, and I have the Browns money line. They're playing the Bengals, like I just mentioned. They're my lock of the week. I'm going to add them to my parlay. I got the Cowboys money line slash points because they're a pick 'em against the Redskins. I got the Lions money line against the Falcons. So that's actually um, plus odds there. Eagles minus four and a half against the Giants. I think they win easily by a touchdown. Bills money line against the Jets. Snoozer. Chiefs money line against the Broncos. Snoozer. That's 10 bucks to win 150. I like that. Can you, can you go over that real quick again? I heard Chiefs money line. So Browns money line, Cowboys right. money line, Lions money line. Eagles minus four and a half, Bills money line, Chiefs money line. Okay. I think the two in there that might mess you up are the Lions, I think is the I was gonna say Lions and Cowboys. Yeah, I think those are those are the two. If you lose, it's because of one of those asshole teams. Um, I agree. <laughs> now hey, before, the Falcons are the assholes, okay. <laughs> oh, trust me, we know. We we don't like we don't like them. Um before we wrap up, I forgot to ask this back when we were talking about the Falcons. Um, did you see the like kind of like rumors stuff going out there that the Falcons are like if they get the right deal, 
they might ship Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. Did you see that stuff? I did not. No. Yeah. Yeah. That, like this is like it was talked about in ESPN. So therefore, you know, like it's not a made up story. Um, and I was, so I was thinking about this. And so my question to you is not whether you would do the trade. If, if you're Matt Ryan, which team would you like to go to? If you, if you had like the option to pick and obviously not a team that's like the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a realistic team. The Broncos. Broncos. I like that one. My top two um, are 49ers and Bears. The Bears would be a good one. 49ers because um, Kyle Shanahan. But they couldn't was, afford them. Right. They'd have to like swap basically foals um, and then give a bunch of like draft capital. Um, the 49ers I like because obviously the Super Bowl run. Kyle Shanahan was the coordinator with Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan that season was amazing. And I, in my opinion, see if you agree, I think Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than Garoppolo. And so you get an upgrade there for basically the same money. And, you know, you're probably not going to do well this year, maybe, but when everyone is healthy the year after, I, I think you have a better odds of winning Super Bowl than with Jimmy Garoppolo as your QB. I could see that. The reason I like the Broncos is because Julio Jones could be a real good mentor for Jerry Judy. Yeah. And then um, Matt Ryan could be a really good mentor for Drew Locke. I think, I think Drew's just still a little young, a little young. It's his second year. I, I just think he needs one or two more years to develop. And Matt Ryan, I think has a couple of years left. Um, and then he'll probably retire. That's, I mean, that's just a guess, but. Right. Okay, cool. That's interesting. I just, I completely forgot to ask about that when we talked about the Falcons and I wanted to throw that. That was, yeah, uh, that's a good one. I had no idea that was happening. That's crazy. Yeah. I was, I was like, oh my God, like that'd be insane. Like if, yeah, I, I do think any of those teams, that was a good name by you, the Broncos, but I think if Broncos 49ers or Bears got them somehow, it'd be hard because of just, the cap and and how much assets you'd have to give up but i think it'd make it for a very interesting storyline um for the season but that'll happen we'll see um all right well that's gonna close us out here for for week seven predictions thanks everyone for stopping by make sure to like share listen subscribe and uh we'll see you see you monday night tuesday morning (laughs) 